Coming at you from Handsome Headquarters here in sunny Los Angeles, California, I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and you're listening to me talk on the internet. Today, a special impeachment roundtable hosted by my co-host, Ben. How you doing, sir? I'm good. Just uh, don't want to start as the uh, wet blanket for the night, but I do yeah. want to let our uh, listeners know, full disclosure, that uh-huh. you can no longer consider this show completely unscripted. I did watch Lee write down the first few sentences of what he said today on his computer and then read them out loud. So I could say that some of today's show was in fact scripted. Yeah. Not to be a wet blanket, just wanted to put that out there. It's Thank okay. You. You're you're not a you're not a wet blanket. Um you okay. know, it is interesting. Um maybe I'm I, an asshole. I've been podcasting since two thousand and I think nine. I think because I, I remember doing coverage of the um uh the affordable care act wow. uh, at liberal guilt radio yeah this is if you go into the archives you can find it uh there's a obamacare uh, a big, episode big if yeah so i've been doing this for a while i, I mean, think about, this is your hundredth episode it might be depending on the feed some things kind of pop in and out of the feed so this might ah. be the hundredth episode but why don't we call this the hundredth episode okay and then however the the feed gets reordered over the years um if things pop in and out then i'll just always make this the hundredth episode or maybe what we could do is have like 25 hundredth episodes episodes okay so no matter sure. what happens there's a really high chance that the hundredth episode will in fact be what we're calling the hundredth episode Oh, okay. So just have a lot of them. That's not a bad idea. It's kind of like, you know, what do they call that in in, in gambling? Like you're, uh, you're trying uh, to... Cheating. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's cheat. But, you know, like in sure. a pretty like mundane way. Yeah, in a, in a pretty mundane way. But yeah, but anyway, my point was, um, yes, I've been doing this for over 10 years and have said the I'm Lee Sanger Golden. I mean, there's been different shows. So, you know, I used to say, you know, this liberal girl radio. And then I would say, you're listening to Morning Handsome. But I always started out with basically the same thing, which is coming at you from Handsome Headquarters. And yet, every time I do a new ep, I always write that down as though I'm going to forget my name and the thing that I say every time I do a show. But yes, thank you for for ruining the illusion of reality. It's um, okay. I mean, you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, we try to we try to roll kind of live here. I mean, it's something that I've always wanted to do is is roll live and and kind of do the whole show uh, as though we had a heart out, as though we're sort of playing radio. And so today is going to be the first time in a while. We used to do this all, all the time back in the morning, handsome days. This, this is going to be the first time where we roll the whole show live. We're going to do all the music cues live, all the calls live. Wow. So we're going to try not to edit anything. Um, so we might have scripted the first sentence where I say my name and where I am, but uh, the rest <laughs> of it is is going to be all, all golden. Um, so anyway, um, impeachment is happening uh, in the news this week. Uh, Donald Trump uh, is uh, the third president in history to to be impeached. Um, a lot of people think that Richard Nixon was actually uh, uh, impeached, but he was not. He resigned in disgrace uh, before uh, he was actually impeached. But basically, his Republican colleagues came to him and said, "Listen, Dick, you know you're gonna you're gonna have to stand down," which is a vestige of of a different age. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. um, a little more civility, one might say. Yeah, more precisely. Staff. Well, he was an institutionalist. I mean, he was the kind of guy who not only did he uh, 
understand the the institutions and the processes uh, with, uh, to which our uh, our government abides. He had uh, uh, respect to it, yeah. um, respect for it rather. Um, but you know, just to back up a little bit. Um, oh my gosh, my dog is just like all over. <laughs> Miss Moneypenny, my uh, my pet dog, is is all over uh, all over Ben right now. She's not getting any attention right now, so that's why. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, Miss Moneypenny. Oh. If you want to see a picture of Miss Moneypenny, check uh, at Internet Batman on uh, Instagram, and you'll see a picture of this adorable mini golden doodle. Uh, but anyway, so just to to back up a little bit, impeachment is the constitutional. Uh, process by which um, the House of Representatives um, basically um, punishes or uh, removes from office or attempts to remove from office the president of the United States, the executive officer of the United States, according to the Constitution. So, um, Ben, why did the framers of the Constitution put this um, mechanism in place? Yeah, um, my understanding is coming out of a uh, history of monarchies they wanted to protect their uh, form of a republic a representative government um, from having any from having this incredibly powerful individual um, be able to go the way of a, a monarch or a tyrant and so they gave that power to what they considered to be the strongest uh, branch of the government, so it's not a co-equal power, as as a, a historian I, I read reminded us, because a lot of the talk right now is about how we have these co-equal branches, the executive and legislative, but that's not true. Congress was always envisioned to be the strongest. So we gave the power to this um, group of individuals to remove a standing president, not necessarily for a, a crime that an individual might be um, tried on in a, a court of law, uh-huh. but for uh, what at the time was called high crimes and misdemeanors, but just think more generally, someone that egregiously abuses the power of that position for personal gain. Um, and so whether or not that's actually a crime in the court of law is besides the point. Yeah, I think that's a a really good way to put it. Um, you know, it's it's essential to the the checks and balances in the in our constitution, and uh, most of the checks and balances are pretty routine, right? You know, uh, uh, veto power happens, and uh, vetoes are overturned, and uh, nominees are chosen by the executive, and uh, the uh, the Congress, uh, the Senate rather, uh, votes whether or not to uh, accept that nomination. Whereas the impeachment process is far from routine. Uh, as we said, it's only been used, this is the third time. But um, essentially how it works um, is that the Congress, um, uh, the uh, uh, the lower house, the House of Representatives, um, basically passes the articles of impeachment. Um, and so that has already happened, and so the president is indeed impeached. Now, impeachment does not, of course, mean removal from office. Mm-hmm. In order for the, the executive to be removed from office, he is tried and um uh, possibly ultimately convicted in the Senate. So um, from my understanding, however, uh, this has never occurred. Um, Mm -hmm. So if we we go back, Johnson, um, uh, 1868, 
he was the the guy who took over from from Abraham Lincoln, I believe, after the assassination at the Ford's Theater by uh, John Wilkes Booth. Um, and uh, you, you have a, a a friend that's a constitutional scholar, uh, I believe, and he was giving us kind of a uh, a review of of exactly why he was impeached. Um, but it seemed like he was a, a pretty corrupt guy. But ultimately, um, the uh, the president was not convicted um, and therefore stayed in office. Um, then, of course, um, the second time the president was impeached was uh, Bill Clinton, uh, who was um, impeached because um, he lied about um, about his relationship with uh, intern uh, Miss Monica Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. Lied um, under oath. Lied under oath, right. Um, <clears throat> and, and obstructed. And obstructed justice, justice. correct. Of- correct, yes. And uh, that was 1998. So... Um, 130 years later, whatever. Uh, and then, of course, um, uh, Donald Trump is is being has been impeached for um, apparently basically holding uh, Ukrainian military aid from the, U- the Ukrainians um, in exchange for dirt on his political rivals, specifically mm-hmm. uh, using the power of the president to enrich himself and only himself. Yeah, basically. And he's done all of these things like, um, what's it called? The emoluments clause? Emoluments. Or emoluments. Emoluments clause. Like he's done all this stuff to basically like enrich him and his family already. But Mm -hmm. like there's all these things that essentially I I would say would be impeachable offenses. And a lot of constitutional attorneys have regarded many of the other things he's done as impeachable. But this seems to be what the Democrats are going for is this Ukraine situation. I I guess it's giving them the benefit of the doubt. This is the, the, the issue or crime that is the most black and white and has the most evidence. I'll assume that that's why they decided to go this route rather than some of the other stuff. Um, But anyway, so yeah, the, the, um, the articles impeachment have been transmitted from the house, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, house speaker for Democrats uh, to uh, the Senate. And uh, the president is being impeached. So, um, has been impeached and now his trial has begun. And there's a lot of controversy because um, Republicans hold the um, hold the the upper house, the uh, the upper body, the um, the Senate, um, the world. What do they call it? The world's most distinguished deliberative body, or something like that. These guys are just so up their own fucking ass with their uh, how haughty uh, they they think they are. Impeachment. Does it work? I think this is going to be one of the questions that we're going to want to answer today, uh, because the only time that impeachment has actually seemed to do anything is as um, something that preempted the president from being impeached. Nixon basically stood down. So that's really the only time that impeachment has actually worked is um, basically when someone was worried about getting impeached, not necessarily actually getting removed from office. So, Ben, I think we have... um, Actually, an interesting guest. Um, we, we mentioned uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Nixon, um, mm. and uh, we Richard Milhouse Nixon, one of one of one of America's most progressive parent uh, uh, presidents. He ended the war in Vietnam and uh, passed the EPA and opened up uh, dialogues with communist China. So, uh, very much uh, a very progressive president. <clears throat> but anyway, we'll be right back uh, here on Talk on the Internet with our old pal Richard Milhouse Nixon. We'll talk to you in a moment, folks.
wanted to just open, you know, if it's any indication, I, I think it's pretty fair to say that with our current uh, President Trump, that uh, the number of tweets he does is, you could say, directly proportional to the uh, threat levels that he feels to either his own ego or to his position. And um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, did, did you use Twitter in your time? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. But you agree? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, Mr. President Trump has used Twitter in a way that no one ever has and no one ever will. I'm sure there's plenty of people that have used Twitter just as much or not more than him. But anyway, I get your point. Or maybe what your point. What, what, are, you, what are you saying? Well, listen, You're calling him a, a teenager? Well, you know, here's the thing about the presidency. It's a very important office, and some people have respect for it, and some don't. So who's in each camp, would you say? Well, you know, a lot of people said a lot of bad things about Barack Obama. I thought he was a good man. I've gone on the record here on Liberal Goat Radio saying that Barack Obama's a good man. I don't always agree with him. Now, Donald Trump is a man that, in many ways, I agree with. I agree with some of his judicial nominations. I agree with some of the policy he's put forward in strengthening the border, strengthening our military. But I don't believe he's a good man. In what ways? Well, I'm very loyal to my wife, Pat. Mm. I don't feel he's loyal. Mm. Loyalty, it's an important one. No, I'm very loving of my children. I feel as though he uses his children. He does. Yeah. So, I think it's so... I, I can't remember when it started. I think it was after your time, but the Davos oh. Summit. Oh, yes. You went to that later on, right? Because he's there right now. Oh, yes, yes. And yeah, he's I'm, tweeting from Davos. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, me and my boy, Kiss Henry, he, him and I, my boy, we would rent a plane and we'd go out to Davos. And we would, you know, ring it up. Ring it up like it was 1999, and we would ha- we'd party at Davos, and uh, we would have a great time. But very respectful, see, very respectful. As and, and you rented this plane. Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, so actually, it did. It started. You may have been at its inaugural. Um, oh yeah, when was event that? In 1971. Oh yeah, 1971. Were you there? Well, I was there in spirit. Oh, okay. Just like I'm here in spirit now, Ben. Oh, I, I do like talking to the spirits from beyond. Yeah. Um, so what? Uh, so so say you were sitting in Trump's position today uh, with yeah. the the impeachment having reached the Senate behind the resolute desk in the highest office of the land. Is that is that from one of your most memorable speeches? No, that's just where he is. That's where he sits. Ah, ah, ah! Behind I, the desk. He's behind the desk right now. Yeah. He's not in Davos. No, I don't know. Oh, wow. He brings the, you bring the desk with you, Ben. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. The desk kind of comes with you. It's like a Halloween costume. You know, sometimes you see a Halloween costume and the person has a thing attached to them. It's kind of like that. So so was that your case too when you were president? Did you physically bring it with you? Oh, yes. Did well, you have a separate plane for it or was it always in your plane? Oh, no. It rolled with me. Oh, it was on wheels? No, no, no. I just mean that in, in the way the kids are saying, you know, I, I rolled with... With my desk. Rolled with the punches. Rolled with the punches. Rolled with my homies. So what what advice would you give to Trump right now? Oh, well, I suppose I'd give him the advice to resign. You would tell him to voluntarily resign? Oh, hell yeah. Would you have said the same to Clinton? Well, no. Uh, Look, Bill, 
But it was a different story, you and see. Do you want to enlighten us a little? How so? Uh, well, here's the thing about Bill. I know Bill. He's a decent man. Mm-hmm. He's a vegan, I'm, uh, I, but I won't, hold, I won't hold that against him. But the thing about Bill and his offense, he should have just come out and said it. You know, that was the real thing. Yeah, why, why lie about that? I don't know. You know, listen, not everybody's faithful to their wife as me. Do you think my, Hillary told him to lie? Is it her fault? Should we blame her? Oh, well, I think you should always blame the wife for any of the deeds, misdeeds that, uh, that the husband uh, permits to so do. So you're loyal to your wife, but as a pawn in your Oh, I, I, I'm kidding, Ben. I'm kidding, Oh, ben. okay. Well, I just want to make sure. My wife, Pat, my old buddy, Pat, I would never pass the buck under her. No, oh, okay. No, I just no, want to no. make sure you're... I can't tell your sarcasm. You have this amazing voice and... Very hard. It's everything you say. I'm not a very funny man, Ben. So when I attempt to be funny, it's rather disappointing and often confusing. That's an that's a good sentence. Wow. Rather disappointing and often confusing. Well, I had a way with words. You you always did. No, I certainly did. You know, I was the original podcaster in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. Yeah, my tapes. Did did you help invent the internet? Oh, no, that was Al Gore. Oh, okay. But it was the first thing put up on the internet, the tapes. Oh, uh, yeah. What was it, 132, 138 hours of tapes? 69 hours. 69 hours. Yes. Okay. Maybe it was 420 hours. I don't know. But it one of those big numbers. One of those numbers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was the original podcaster, see. And uh, I said some offensive things. Oh, I would have I got canceled. I would have got canceled. If you would have said the things that you said in that room... Out loud. Oh, absolutely. For the to hear. Oh, yeah, I've listened to some of those. You're a pretty egregious individual. Yeah, it's like, like the time I said that Jews are better spies than African Americans. That's, yeah, you had some. Like, were those. Were you just tired and you just. Oh, no, I mean, no. Oh, you, you, those are pre, those are thought. You had thought about those ahead of time. I thought about those ahead of time. Okay. So I, was, I wrote those down. It wasn't just in the moment you get all pissed off and you kind of just say that. No, no, no. My anti-Semitism and racism is, is very, very, uh, uh, I would say, um, calm, cool, and collective. I've intellectually arrived at a racist conclusion about my perspective on the world and adhere to it. Whereas Mr. Trump is uh, wild and emotional in his racism. Is there, does it really matter what's the, the founding of the racism? Oh, I think so. I think so. I so think being an intellectual racist is, is uh, much better than being oh, okay. a, an emotional racist. Interesting. How, how, so you're saying if one's, so if you're the victim of someone's uh, racist thoughts, yes. do you think it gives them any comfort that the racism was intellectual rather than emotional and make well i wouldn't presume to speak for those people oh okay I you're, presume. you're saying that your form of racism is better than an emotional form well i at least thought it through didn't i, I seem to think that almost makes it even worse but anyway i think it's it's egregious in either case and uh yeah well you don't really seem to care that do you yeah well you know fuck it did that, that fuck it let's go bowling do you bowl Oh yeah, I used to bowl in the White House. In, did you have an alley set up? You just no, no, no. There was an alley. I mean, I also just threw a bowling ball around because I was a fucking madman. But there's a famous picture of me bowling in the White House. Yeah, yeah. Google it. Google Nixon bowling. Oh yeah, I never. Yeah, I never really Google Nixon on you at all. But I guess yeah. Get into it, boy. Probably should have done. Get on up. Get on down. 
with Dickie Mill. Do you have any more to, that you want to share? Your uh, Any other thoughts you want to share with the current uh, impeachment trial going on? Oh, well, I, I, I think he'll be acquitted, of course. Impeachment doesn't work, you see. The only way it works is, is uh, like your buddy Lee said, that uh, it, it uh, prevents people from, uh, from having to uh, stay in office. It, it, it made me uh, quit office, and I hate quitting. Hmm. I hate giving up. Do you think if it only needed a majority of senators rather than a supermajority, it might have, I think with Clinton, it might have Oh, I think so. I mean, if it, they probably would have, uh, they probably would have uh, uh, impeached Obama if they could. Oh, interesting. I, just, I think Hillary would have been impeached too. I think we're so hyper partisan that I think uh, I think that anybody will be impeached if there uh, is any any way to. They would have used Benghazi. They would have used the emails somehow. They would have found some way. I think that Benghazi thing was a bunch of bullshit. But you know. That's the way passion of the passion of the house, you know. It's a passionate body. Yeah, you found it to be the the most passionate of all the bodies. Oh yeah, when you were yeah. president. Well, other than Jack Kennedy, he's a very passionate body. He is. Yeah, yeah. What? Tell us a little bit about your time spent together. Oh, together. well, you know, Jack and I, we both served in in the Pacific, and uh, you know, he was a rich boy, the kind of boy that used to. Used to push me around in school, but you know we came to Congress together, and uh, we were on other sides of the aisle, but we were friends and uh, had a good friendship with with Jack, and uh, it all started to fall apart in '60. You see, and uh, I expected things to be how they used to be. We would disagree sometimes fiercely, but at the end of the day, we were all Americans and all good men. We would shake hands, and uh, I'll never forget. I showed up at the studio that night for that infamous debate, and I went up to my old friend Jack and uh, reached out my hand. And he turned away from me so cold, and I'll never forget that. Do you think uh, the the, the turn-down handshake between Bernie and, and Elizabeth that uh, had any of the same elements, or those? Am I re- reaching here? Oh, well, you know, it's not the big stage. Still, they're still in the in the... In the warm-up box, you know, they're not, they're not there. We don't have a presidential nominee. That's true. Quite yet. So I wouldn't say it's quite like that. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how close Liz and, and Bernard are. But uh, but it was, it was devastating, I tell you. And uh, the day he died was a very, very awful day for this country. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was in Dallas that day. I was in Dallas. What were you doing? Oh, Did anyone ever ask you? Closing a deal for Studebaker. <laughs> well, that, that's at least what uh, that's at least what uh, Oliver Stone would tell you. No, no, I what was. What were you doing? I was in there just conducting some business. Where? In, in Dealey Plaza. The six. I was on the is, sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. Is is that the same place where the assassination happened? Oh no, no, the assassination happened on the grassy knoll. That's yeah. the thing. The Warren Commission was a crock of shit. It, because, and I can tell you. Because I was up in the sixth floor window. And you, wait, you saw the whole thing. I saw the whole thing. So what happened? Tell us. Well, uh, Jack was was driving through and uh, he was was afflicted with what's called syphilitic madness, you see. And uh, he uh, had a hemorrhage in his brain from all the fucking he'd done over the years. And uh, his brain just kind of exploded in the middle of the street. And this poor asshole Oswald was up there and uh, 
happened to have a rifle and they threw his ass in jail and the rest is well, what they would call history. So there were no gunshots? No, none at all, none at all. What were all the sounds that we Motorcycle heard? backfire. Oh. That's the thing. You look at, a lot of people thought that it was motorcycle backfire at the beginning there. But then his head exploded and they figured, oh, well, shit, he must have gotten shot. But he didn't. He had an embolism from all that syphilis he had. So there was no gunshot wound? No gunshot. They say, well, you know, they say, oh, there was a second gunman. There was a third gunman. There's no gunman. There's just people with guns. People with guns in the area. A lot of people have guns in the area. A lot of it's Texas. Texas, yeah. I had a gun up there. 6.5 millimeter Manicor Carcano. What were you doing with your gun? Well, I was going to kill the president. Wait, so... So you... Hold on a second. So you're saying, so you were on the sixth floor that day to kill the president. No, I was going to kill the president. You missed your chance. I missed my chance because his head exploded. His syphilitic head exploded. And it doesn't sound like you really uh, endorse any of his... uh, You consider him a sexual deviant, maybe, it sounds... Oh, well, yes, of course. But I don't think his mother ever loved him, Ben. I think that's really what it boils down to. So you're a Freudian explanation for this one. Oh, yeah, I so think he, so. So he always reached for his mother's love, couldn't get it. So instead, I think so too. I think that's that was a deal with uh, his head exploded. That was a deal with Oswald too. Huh. It, was a, it was a mother thing, you know. Wow. Uh, Hoover wrote an FBI report, basically compared the whole thing to the movie Psycho, Norma Bates, all that stuff. Oh, I like that. Movie. But yeah, I never got it. You know, I did get my chance of being president, but I never got my chance to kill Jack. But I was so upset about what happened out there on the the debate floor that I decided to. Oh, that dog. That's my dog, Checkers. <laughs> Here with me today, whining his way through history. But anyway, yeah, I never got a chance to kill Jack, but I was there. I was there. Do you think anyone sitting right now in the Senate, on the Senate floor would want to take the approach you wanted to take? What? What's that? The one we're talking about. To kill the president? If you want to put it in, in, a, in a straightforward sentence, then yes. No, I don't think so. None of them. Look, Ben, America, people say, oh, it's a violent country. It's a gun-loving country. In some ways it is. But in reality, I would say it's it's a loving country. What about talking about the country killing someone? I'm just saying, you always have exceptions to every rule. Who's that guy, Dan Crenshaw, the guy with the eye patch, looks like a Bond villain? Who? I don't know. Google it. Dan Crenshaw. Okay. He's a GOP congressman. Okay. He's got an eye patch. Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, Dan Crenshaw. Okay. The dude's badass, frankly. Got an it, eye patch. He's a he's a veteran. I don't know how he lost it. How he lost his eye. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe Dan Crenshaw wants to take a crack at at Bernie or something like that. But no, I I don't think they're violent folk. But you know, we might want to bring back caning. Yes, I. I yeah. You know how cool would that be to see uh, Nancy Pelosi just cane the shit. Out of Mitch McConnell, just just you know, take a take a cane and just ram it up that little fuck's ass. Be yeah. great. No, I agree. I mean, I think I mean I think mild forms of person on person violence has a real place, especially when you have that amount. Of oh yeah. Power. Oh Voluntarily, yeah. no one there is forced to be a senator or a congressperson of any way oh yeah and sometimes you just have to rough someone up a little bit to say hey what you're doing is just completely unacceptable sometimes you have to beat their ass with a cane right and maybe the first time you do a little hitting well i mean because the impeachment doesn't work 
You can have all your checks and balances, but at the end of the day, the only way to convince anyone of anything is to beat them with a, a with a, a wooden stick. Yeah, if not if if the words are not strong enough and they're not working. Oh, and now they have aluminum and uh, titanium and all these aniums and oniums and iniums. Mm-hmm. Anyway, any other questions you had for me, Ben? Phone calls you want to take? Yeah, maybe. I mean, our phones are blowing off the hook. I, <laughs> I think it's my job. Is it my? I think I'm supposed to be answering some of these if we've got like 200 uh, calls coming in. So maybe let's just take the 13th caller and see um, what the 13th caller has to say. Hello, you're on Talk on the Internet. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is Billy. How you doing? Uh, I'm good, Billy. How, where are you calling from today? Well, I'm calling from on the Senate floor. I'm a senatorial aide to Mitch McConnell, and I'm just calling to 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 tell you how things are going with the impeachment. Oh, thanks for calling in. I think you're a voice that many would want to 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 hear from, and uh, rarely does someone of your uh, stature and position call a talk show. So. Maybe could you give us a little rundown of what's been going on today, but also for the last several weeks? Oh, sure. Yeah, so one of the things that's going on today in the impeachment is that Donald Trump has broken the record for most tweets that have ever occurred on Twitter. And um, it's it's really crazy how many tweets he's done. Um, Also, we ordered pizza and that was cool because we don't always get pizza. So we ordered some pizza, and, and Mitch let me choose one of the toppings. So I chose pepperoni because I never get pepperoni. Oh, I love pepperoni. Pepperoni is a delicious meat. Oh, yeah. So we're all pe- big pepperoni fans. So maybe expanding a little bit on it, what uh, what are some of the things that uh, McConnell is saying when he comes back to his staff from off the floor? Oh, well, one of the main things that he said is that Donald Trump is clearly guilty of hot crimes and misdemeanors. How long has he been saying that to you and the rest of the staff? Oh, since about 1988. So you're saying ever since 1988, Mitch McConnell has been calling Donald Trump guilty of what are now impeachable offenses? Now that he's president. Yeah, because bringing it back to pizza, he was both in a Domino's pizza advertisement and also a Pizza Hut advertisement. And, you know, Mitch is a very strong corporatist, and he thinks that you should have, you know, some degree of loyalty to your brands. And as a staunch Domino's person, Mitch was very upset. That he would then switch over to um, switch over to to pizza. Okay. So running it forward to today, I think that's a great example of uh, of what a piece of shit Mitch McConnell is. Anyone who would choose Domino's over Pizza Hut is just a ridiculous uh, ridiculous person, if you ask me. Yeah, I, uh, but let's. I think I think we have a unique opportunity to get a little bit more insight about what's going on behind the scenes. And I, okay. I as much as Domino's and Pizza Hut, you know, it's interesting. I'm really glad you shared it's it. Delicious. Very Dave. happy that you got to order your favorite topping, which seems unusual. But maybe if you could give us a little more insight of some of the things that uh, Mitch is saying to you. 
while he said that um, clearly in the Ukrainian situation, um, the Democrats made up the country of Ukraine for this purpose. There actually isn't such a country. So he's denied the fact that Ukraine exists. That's correct. So his argument of why Donald Trump is is not guilty is that the actual country of the Ukraine does not exist. Yes, that's correct. Okay, this almost seems like a non-starter. Like, where do you even, where do we begin? Like, do you believe him? Yes, of course. He's my boss. So because he's, so you have an incredible loyalty to the point that even if you thought that Ukraine was a country, if your boss says that it's not a country, it's no longer a country. That's correct. That's fascinating. Um, so, oh man, I wish, I wish I was better at this. I wish I could ask other questions. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I think that this shows how morally bankrupt the process is, and uh, you know, uh, I I wish we could hear from the president himself. I really do. I really wish that he could uh, explain, uh, you know, just what it is that he thinks he's doing. Well, I. I'm pretty sure we could get him on the phone. We do have his personal cell that he uh, he gave us, and he's been just texting me, not even tweeting, which is interesting. He usually tweets at me, but now he's just texting me, just asking, "Hey Ben, can I can I get a word in on here? Should I tell him okay, or do we want him? Yeah, let's bring him on. All right, hold on. Let me um let me call Don John, and uh, hold on a second. I'm not. I'm at the smoothest with the old telephone here, so I'm gonna... I think I just have to dial his number. He always, like... One of the jokes I like about him is he always says, I always like, what's your number? He's like, 911, and I'm like, that's hilarious. Anyway, let me get him on. Uh, I'm gonna call his Brooklyn line, 917. Okay, here we go. Yes, Ben, how you doing? That's really interesting. It didn't even ring. I, I You must have... I, I know everything is wiretapped, and you're oh, surveilling of course. us. I've been listening to the whole thing. So we didn't even have to call you, and you already called in. I think that's oh, I've been listening to the whole thing. Uh, Richard Nixon, terrible president, one of the worst presidents ever. I can't believe. I would say that I can't believe that he would be on your show. Are any? Do you who, do you consider any of our past presidents to be good presidents? Ronald Lincoln and uh, Abraham Reagan were great presidents. What about presidents. the uh, band from the '90s, Dead Presidents? Would Dead they Presidents, a uh, great movie mm. about Vietnam. Which okay. I never went to Vietnam, but I hear it's uh, it was a great war, fantastic war, historic war, and a lot of people saying that, and uh, we're looking into it. What are we looking into? Vietnam. As a oh okay. As the fifty-first state, I saw them their television program, Watchmen, and thought, you know, why don't we just have another state? That's I think you're not probably the first to. To say that, so that's a great idea. So how's Davos going? Davos is great. Um, I'm here with my desk, and uh, we're just having a great time. Uh, Greta Thunberg is here. Fantastic girl, wonderful girl. Did you have coffee with her this morning? We had Mountain Dew Code Red together. Oh. That's all the kids love, Mountain Dew so Code does she, Red. So does she drink out of cans, or is she more of like a plastic bottle type person? Oh, she's she uh, actually uses a reusable bottle. 
Okay. But how does she fill it up with Mountain Dew? Well, we went to Taco Bell, you see. Oh, so you get the fountain drink. That's right. So okay. she has like a Nalgene bottle, you know, one of those things that looks like when you, you get a, a pee-pee test or whatever. Mm, you, mm-hmm. She has one of those, all right, and uh, she she puts the Mountain Dew code red in does there. She, does she use ice? Is she an ice? She's a crushed ice kind of crushed person. Out. Is, she, is she one of those people that if they don't have crushed ice, she goes somewhere else, or she just sucks it up and deals with the cubed ice? Well, like most Zoomers, she kind of just sucks it up and goes for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really great kid, Thunberg, and uh, a really great soda, Mountain Dew Code Red. So we had a really great time. And uh, yeah, uh, Davos is going really, really, really great. And a lot of people are saying that. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. Are you speaking on any panels yet? Oh, yes. Yes. A few which, panels. Which which panels? Were you invited to speak on them or you just got up there? I just got up there. Which, which ones were some of uh, the ones where you got up there and just started talking? At the end of days. It's called the end of days. It's called the end of days. What was the top? What was well? A lot of people think that the globe is getting warmer. It's it is because the gates of hell are opening. Okay. Mm. Then do you think we should be opening those gates more quickly or trying to prevent them from opening? Well, we're looking into that, and a lot of people are saying that uh, we should we should open up the gates of hell, and uh, you know I'm not quite sure about that. So we're looking into it, and we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see. Which way are you leaning? More of an opener or a closer? I'm looking into opening it, you know, because I think it'll help me in the fall uh, during the election. So, And then what about four years from now? Where would you find yourself? Are you a closer or an opener? Where will I find myself? Um, well, I, I think that, uh, you know, I will find myself in heaven. Okay, so you'll be uh, past? You'll be gone? Oh, no, 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 no. Ah. We're going we're gonna to make that the 52nd state, ah. heaven. It's going to be a great... State, fantastic, really, really wonderful, and a lot of people are saying that heaven should be a state, and uh, you know we'll see. Are these the same people that are saying that we should keep the gates of hell closed? Yes, that's right. You know, a lot of people. The heavenists. I've maybe? been talking to religious people. Okay, I've been talking to Christians. I've been talking to a Jew, I believe, mm. and uh, you know, there's a, uh, they've been telling me I'm the second coming. And that uh, their prayers were answered, and that's why I'm here. And, you know, we're looking into that, and a lot of people are saying that. Hmm. But uh, they say that there's nine gates of hell, uh, really, really hot gates. And we're going to, when they open up, we're going to go in there, and uh, we're going to use Israel as a... uh, as a base to uh, protect uh, the gates of hell. And, and, uh, you know, the the Jews are doing a great job making sure that uh, when the gates of hell open up, they'll be there. So these are physical gates. Where are the gates? Well, there's a few. Okay, you know, there's one in the the Holy Land, like I said. Okay. Our friends in Israel, the great Jewish people. Masada. Masada. Yes, correct. Uh, There's another one in uh, Australia. Hmm. Which is why it's on fire. So that one's pretty much that one's pretty much open. That one's pretty much open. There's another. Do you remember six six six? There was an, an address that my my great son-in-law, great Jew, fantastic Jew, very Jewish, very Jewish kid, Jared Kushner had this this place. Look it up. Google it. Google it. Google what? Six six six. Jared Kushner. He had an address. This building six six six. Oh, on and Fifth Avenue. Fifth or Avenue. Madison. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's another gate of hell. So that's, that that building itself. That building. Yeah, the six 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 and everything. Very Rosemary's Baby. Wonderful, wonderful building. Great gateway to hell. Um, there's another one in Graceland. Okay, 
uh, where Elvis uh, Elvis comes in and out of his gate of hell. Hmm. And that's the that's the fourth one, of course. And uh, there's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a, there's one in 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 Europe, and I think it's under Boris Johnson's hair. Okay, that's why it's all tussled. His hair is very tussled, fantastically tussled, oh, wow. historically tussled, very tussled, and uh, there's a gate of hell underneath. So, what did hair. you come up with this uh, theory of the the, ver- the nine gates of hell and the well, location I have, of? Well, I have lots of reverends. Okay, many reverends, preachers, parishes, priests, and uh, they they tell me really great things, fantastic things about uh, about end times. Okay. And mm. the gates of hell and all of these things, and it's really going to be fantastic. So you ascertain these from your time in church. This well, is I've, your never been, I've never been to church. Are you oh, kidding me? Oh, sorry. The conversations you've had with reverends. This is how sure. you interpret their reading of ancient scripture. Yes, that's correct. So why haven't these gates opened earlier? Why, why all of a sudden? Well, we're looking into that, and a lot of people are saying that, but uh, we don't know. So we'll see. Then the, the other, the fifth. Is it uh, humans? Do humans have anything yes. to do with it? Well, there's another gate of hell in New York, and it's oh. the, um, it's the McDonald's, over by the Upright Citizens Brigade uh, mm-hmm. uh, school, great school, fantastic school. A lot of people go there, learn improv and sketch. Okay, and then there's a McDonald's. Well, there's a White Castle across the street, you see. So not a, a McDonald's or a White Castle? Well, there's, a, there's both. Okay, there's oh, a White Castle. Both across the street. And well, that one's across the street, and then the other McDonald's is very close by. And okay. uh, you see, that's where uh, the other gate of hell is. At, uh, at the takeout line or in the bathroom, or where is this? Is this it's in the is bathroom. Is that where you used to go to the bathroom when you were in the UCB? Oh. Well, you know, I was more of, I did Second City for many years. Okay. And then I did Groundlings in Los Angeles. And you only use... Do you use the McDonald's bathroom when you go there? Oh, no. No, I don't use the restroom. When's the last time you've uh, pooped? In 1988, after I ate a Pizza Hut pizza. And what do you only eat now? Well, I'll eat... Domino's. Uh, I'll eat... What I, what I do is I eat a Big Mac, but instead of the three pieces of bread, I use three fish fillet patties. So we've only got about 20 seconds left. Just okay. wanted to say, how are, how's the impeachment going? Oh, it's great. You know, okay, it's thanks for, uh, coming, for calling in today. You're very welcome. Wow. Well, that was, that was pretty intense. Yeah, I, I just wish we were, would have had, I mean, with, uh, I'm sure, like, Trump is not calling into a whole bunch of uh, podcasts right now. So sorry for, I know a lot of the impeachments on everyone's mind. Sorry it took us a while to get there. But you yeah. did hear, you did have a, a a, a quick phrase. He said things are going all right, so I think that's a nice update from him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think so. And uh, yeah, I, it was really interesting to hear him talk. And Should we have asked him more questions about the impeachment? Do you think? No, he's frankly a madman, and I don't think we would have got much more out of it. Okay, so it's good that we talked about uh, other. What did we talk about? Oh, I really don't know. I, I think we were trying to like, I was trying to get at like, maybe you could admit there's this thing called climate change through this extended metaphor, but I don't know if, did I get there? Is that what, is that what you were going for? Oh, you didn't get that? No. I don't, no I didn't do you think he got that. it? Do you think he would have got it? No, I don't think he gets anything, Ben. Come on. What do you mean? He's a very stupid man. But he's quite manipulative though. He must he has he a, understands a weird degree. Certain thing there's a weird people. degree of emotional intelligence. Yeah. Know? And uh, there's a lot, a uh, lot to be said what for a complete that. Complete brazen disregard for the uh, for other human beings. Yeah, it's uh, he has a great emotional, like he can key into human emotion, and yet 
has no way of appreciating it. He's, no. he's somehow an empathic, uh, he's like an empathic uh, uh, sociopath. He's like a oh, sociopath. Yeah. A he's sociopath. Like- do you think he he probably likes people? You know, he's probably friends with Jepstein and oh, a few. You know, oh yeah, Jepstein. Boy. Oh, Checkers chewing on his uh, chewing on his chew toy there. Oh, Checkers, cute dog, great dog. Yeah, very, what a dog, Checkers. Well, Fifty years old, not just yeah. Old. They won't have Checkers to kick around anymore. Mm-mm. No, no. Do you ever no. go to that uh, restaurant, Checkers? Oh yeah, isn't it called Rallies out on the West Coast? Oh, it is, is that the same? same. I don't know. They look so similar. I would want to put it past them. Do should we? Do we have any other callers? Yeah, that's. It's called rallies on the West Coast. Oh, sorry. We we're yeah, about I'm to still ask you on another. The line. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for staying on. Well, I, I figured I might have something to contribute because, as a person who works for a senator in Kentucky, really all I know about. According to a parody of me from a coastal elite douchebag podcaster, would be that I would know a lot about fast food. So, but I'm gonna go now. Well, no, no, no. Could you oh, please, please, please? Don't. Okay. What's up? Okay. So you heard that we had uh, that we had Trump on on the phone. You oh that? yeah, Daddy called in. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's your dad. No, just he's just, uh, that's what Milo Yiannopoulos calls him. Uh, Everyone's favorite homosexual Nazi. So, on any other given, than Ernst Rome. On any given day, who else, who are some of the people that are in the chambers in the kind of roaming around, kind of giving you their take on things? Oh, well, there's the Grimace. Okay. From, from McDonald's. The Grimace? Yeah, that big Barney looking guy. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is 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 my namesake Ben there? Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is there. He's yelling at a trans person right now, and uh, yeah, that's his. That's basically all he does is yell about trans people and say. And then if you say, "Hey, you're being transphobic," he'll say, "You're being um, anti-Semitic." That seems, man. Some people. Some people. He's a Jew. What can you say? <laughs> uh, we could probably say a, a lot and also not much, knowing just that one tidbit about the person. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to go now. Hey, thanks for calling in, though. We really do appreciate it. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, man. I feel like today I just, I've been getting these these people calling in that most podcasts are not getting calls from these people i'm just bungling it like i'm not asking the questions that i think ben, the general public wants to hear you know ben i think i think you're doing fine i mean i think so i mean i think so too i'm trying to project what i think other people might be thinking about me so no, that I can make no, no 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 feel no, no. more thought of look you don't want to project your neuroses onto the internet that's not what it's for okay that's what the internet is for putting it. forth our best self okay mm. like for me i feel as though um, if you don't have anything professional, polished, and uh, immediately accessible to say, there's no reason why you should say anything on the internet. So just talk about the the, the quotidian things of life, you know? That's right. Look at all the things that we learned today. We learned about the nine gates of hell that Trump has access to. We know that a lot of people are into dominance. Yeah. You know... Today's an interesting day, I think. Yeah. 
I totally agree. Yeah, so what did you learn today? You know, I... So I didn't know a whole lot about Nixon. I think it's pretty interesting about yeah the truth about what happened to Kennedy on that day. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that was nuts. So I think we... <laughs> You know, so much, so much went down. We did crack the Kennedy case today, which is something I've been working on for many years. Yeah, I know. I think you have one of the most cited sites, uh, cited sites. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am the eminent uh, uh, um, researcher on the Kennedy assassination well, of my apartment building. <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, I, I guess not. I guess his brain did explode from a syphilitic embolism. Is that even a thing? I mean, if. Nixon says it is. I'm gonna go ahead and believe it. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> when has that guy ever steered us wrong Especially or said an untruth? Grave, you know, like yeah. what, what, what? Why would he lie at this point? So I'm gonna go ahead and just believe him outright. I'm yeah, out, I'm out. So we learned that. Yeah, we learned that Trump is might be the second coming, and so anyone. Yeah, so that was key. So like his whole thing with what we're calling with climate change is not really whether he believes it or not. It's more like kind of the. The cheerleader mover, bring it on! Yeah. Like he's yeah. like, I'm waiting in the ranks. I'm, I'm the second coming. I want to come out already. Yeah, I'm coming out. So you better get this party started, type of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So that was interesting too. Yeah. Well, I think that's about all we have for you today, folks. Uh, I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and I'm Ben. Yeah, he's Ben, and for Richard Nixon, mm. for Donald Trump. For that guy who works for Mitch McConnell. Oh, yeah. You're listening to us talk on the internet. Bye. Bye. Bye.